This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. My name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast about movies that are, well, off my shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In this episode, Sarah Beale joins me in talking about two Tom Cruise films from vastly different points in his career with The Last Samurai and Legend. Welcome! Hello! <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me today to go on this um, cruise cruise. Look what I did. I'm so funny. You're cruising. You're cruising. Cruising for a bruising. I know. With my bad dad jokes, I would deserve it. I would deserve it. It's okay. I understand completely. Um, I do find it fun that these just naturally came together in order and we get to talk about it because the the difference in Tom Cruise's teeth in these two movies is amazing. First of all. <laughs> oh, I sh- that's that sounds mean. That does sound mean. I don't know. He's fine. I don't know. He was very young. It was wasn't it his first mo- movie? Legend was. No, I actually think Lost Boys was his first movie. Oh, wasn't really? It? I think so. That that's probably something I should have looked up before I started this, but it's okay. Thanks, internet. I know <laughs> the interwebs is so exciting. Dearest Mr. Google, I kindly <laughs> inquire on a subject matter of most importance, Mr. Tom Cruise. Okay, so, oh, yeah, so he did do The Outsiders before he did this, but his first film was Endless Love, where he played Billy. He was also in Taps, which confuses me, and oh. then losing it, and then The Outsiders. Oh, he did Risky Business, but I thought Risky Business was after this. Oh, interesting. Okay. This Even is cl- riskier business. Okay. What's really weird is that he looks very young in this, but this is the movie he did right before Top Gun. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top Gun's 86. This is 85. I think he probably got one out like and did the military buffing up for Top Gun, though. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Squared out his jaw a little bit, got rid of some of that baby fat. Yeah, because he does look very youthful in Legend. He does, yes. But I don't know if that's just all of the like the glitter that they wear throughout it, you know, to make it magical. Yeah. But yeah, they they did a lot of glitter. I this. would love the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> who needs euphoria? We have Legend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's so there's way more there's better makeup in Legend than there is in Euphoria. I'm just gonna be a oh. controversial person mm-hmm. to say that. <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you on that. Right. Um, one thing that actually kind of got me in legend was they did a close-up of Mia Sarah's face and her eyebrows were not perfect. And yeah, I was like, yeah. if that was done today, somebody would be fired. Oh, I know. Even, uh, Mr. Cruz had a unibrow, mm-hmm. uh, action going on. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if that was part of the character or not. Really? Yeah. It, it filled in. <laughs> I mean, I it just know. looked like it was like unkempt for like a, a, an amount of time. That is true. But he's a forest guy. He, it's he's, true. 
it's actually kind of unclear what his character like does is he just a because yeah. he's not an elf or troll or anything or a fairy he's he doesn't just like, wear pants he does not wear pants and he's just like a dude in the forest like all right and that's pure of heart apparently more pure of heart than lily and then what the hell did lily do that she's not as pure as heart as jack she doesn't even wear pants either she has a skirt on yeah well i mean they say um she is uh innocence innocent um where he is pure of heart but i don't i don't i don't get that whole thing sure whatever that was garbage whatever that was I just was like, oh, immediately villainize her. Cool. cool. Off yeah. the top. <laughs> just, well, there's the devil and then there's the evil woman. Yeah, Get it. that like ruins everything. <laughs> it's over. I she mean, doesn't even do anything that bad. No, she doesn't. She pets a horse. I would pet a horse if I was, I was that close. Yeah. It's also a pretty horse with a, like a gold thing with like beautiful flowing hair. Like friends. You don't know. <laughs> know me Ugh. mortal can't touch a uh, unicorn who ever heard of that bullshit agreed try to crush all my dreams in one swoop <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing like i find a lot of actually all films um of stories and all that kind of stuff they they spend a lot of time villainizing women and i still remember when um star trek discovery started yes i'm bringing up star trek i'm gonna bring it up again later anyways but star trek discovery started my cousin was just like oh whoever writes the show hates men and i was like what does that mean and he was like oh well you know everybody in charge is a woman and all of the bad guys are men and i'm like so You've never said once when the woman was bad that, oh, this guy, this somebody must really hate women. Yeah. And all men were in charge. What's the big deal? I mean, this isn't so. like a full metal jacket situation. It's like- not. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on. It's fine. I mean, it's very different than that. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, but I find a lot of these movies like um, definitely. Well, I think it's it's a combination of, you know, like women are so naive and so stupid that they get people in trouble, but also it puts them in the position where they're the damsel in distress as well. And you're like, all right. Like, uh, what about you? Weren't you going to have an adventure too? Like, yeah. you could like this. Why does this need to be your princesses in another castle moment? Right? Like, I'm like, come on. <laughs> what? Actually, one thing I never realized about this movie is that she is a princess. I didn't realize she was a princess. Fairy princess. Yeah, I thought she was just like some girl from a different village or something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, very, yeah. Jack and Lily have ambiguous beginnings for sure. Like, yeah. it's not a lot is explained in either case. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So I just want to. So I. So the DVD I have is the. It's called the Ultimate Edition for Legend, and it has the director's cut and the theatrical version. Oh. So last night I was just like, no, I'm just going to watch the theatrical cut, whatever. I'm just going to leave it that way. So I watched it last night. And then today I was just like, I was looking at the times and there's 25 minutes difference in runtime. And I'm like, well, now I got to watch the director's cut, which I did. (laughs) And the director's cut, I must admit, like fills in a lot of holes. Oh, it's way better. It's way better. Yeah. Which I... 
for some reason, I always thought the director's cut was worse. Maybe I just have the... Maybe like, I think you have Blade Runner. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, Blade Runner. Holy shit. Yeah. Blade Runner, it's not even bad. It's just boring. Whale, whale noises? Whaley. Whale noises. <laughs> okay, that's what they did in this movie, too. For some reason, the director's got every time there's a unicorn, there's whale noises. Yes, I know. Like, what is this? <laughs> there is. Why, why are you doing this? Like, this is unnecessary. Whaley. Yeah, and I swear to God, this the director's cut of this the the soundtrack is the same alien the soundtrack for Alien. Yeah, I swear to God, it is. It's the same soundtrack. Um, uh, so, but the I think the one that I rented this week was the theatrical version, and I do I do remember I like the music. Like it's definitely like more like pan flutey synth, and like mm-hmm. and then there's that like eighties like metal song, like light hair metal yeah. band song at the end and it's just like yeah i'm here for this music like <laughs> yeah so apparently the um the director's cut is a jerry goldsmith score and the theatrical version is tangerine dream <laughs> yeah i believe that seems about right i kind of enjoyed both viewings of this quite well yeah they're fun like i remember uh i remember both of them and like i enjoy this movie quite a lot (laughs) it's definitely Mm -hmm. like in my wheelhouse of preferable films which are like you know the labyrinth dark crystal willow bride Mm -hmm. (laughs) never ending story (laughs) princess bride genre (laughs) crawl we can put crawl in there crawl is so good (laughs) it's so good what are you talking about no like no like it's like the same type of movie like fantasy like Mm -hmm. it's my favorite it's my favorite thing to watch like dragon slayer um like mythical uh, creatures yeah Uh, what is it lionheart (laughs) oh that that, horses yeah all of the things yeah this is everything I want to see. <laughs> treasure. Uh, yeah, I'll, like just it's adventure, it's treasure. It's got like that weird like shimmeriness to it. It's got know? a musical moment <laughs> every time. You're just like, <laughs> yes, I do want to dance in the forest with you guys. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Love it. It's like it's my dream movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is just it's just very pretty as well. Like it's just visually pretty to look at. Like you're just like, everything has like, it's not also, it's not oversaturated, but there's lots of color. It's very vibrant. And even in like when they're in quote unquote hell in the underground or whatever, and like it's fire and brimstone, like they make sure like those colors pop too. And there's like a lot of shimmer things catching your eye. And so it doesn't look like the darkness doesn't look boring. Yeah. 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 yeah it's very like costume. yeah ethereal and like dreamlike and just like even when they have those outdoor sequence like it makes me a little uncomfortable because i've bad allergies <laughs> it's like the pollen yeah just or floating whatever in floating air. in the air it's like so dusty and i'm just like oh my god i'm having an asthma attack just looking <laughs> at this scene but it's very like but it makes it like interesting and complex and like uh, the landscape is always changing and it's kind of fast mesmerizing to watch mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because what's the, the the other thing they use is bubbles they use a lot of bubbles, yeah, bubbles and certain certain glitter yeah <laughs> yeah it's all those things that like give depth without being yeah, very deep. textural yeah mm-hmm. and it's ex- even experiential right like yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely in, in that kind of space. But yeah, I do like I liked it like with I, I know you just mentioned Labyrinth, but <laughs> I did not really enjoy my last rewatching of it. Um and I was very, Labyrinth? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Like I understand why people like it and I get why it's part of like our childhoods and all that kind of stuff, but I like rewatching it. I was just like, there's a lot of things that just make me really uncomfortable watching that movie. Okay. And there's like, there's a couple of parts of that in here as well. Don't get me wrong. Oh, oh yes. There are oh. definitely like uncomfortable moments, but yes. uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised about Labyrinth though. Actually, this is an odd segue, but I can mention this now because it's kind of funny. Uh, I did a March Madness lineup for you where we did a versus. <laughs> Yeah, of legend characters versus similarly themed movie characters. Okay, <laughs> so you can give your answers. Who would win in a head-to-head? First one in the legend, um, the fairy. What's her name? Una. Una. Yeah. Una versus the childlike empress in Neverending Story. Ooh, that's a good question. I think the childlike empress, because as you can see, Una is weak. Yeah, right? she's like just temper tantrums and like hissy yeah. fits. Yeah, and then she's <laughs> she has like she throws glitter at you and disappears. Like yeah, and one of the uncomfortable moments is like her death stare with those contact lenses into the camera. <laughs> yes, and how she tries to coerce Jack with a kiss. Mm-hmm. Just, that's just oh that scene. Re- it was st- like the Matrix stole that scene. Like Matrix Reloaded, because yeah. there's that scene with Persephone, oh. and they're like in the bathroom, and she's like, "No, you have to kiss me like you kiss her or whatever." Mm. And she's like, "And I was just like, that's it's literally oh the same God. scene, except Legend? she does, except she's like without fairy magic. She's like, no, you know, like I am Trinity. Pretend <laughs> then kiss me, you know, because they even do like the first kid. He's like, you call that a kiss? That's exactly what Persephone says. <laughs> and I was like, this the Matrix stole the scene. Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, oh my god. It's yes. a prolific film. It has its long lasting impacts, right? Like <laughs> it does it really does it really does? Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? Who's next? Uh, we got so Lily versus okay. Princess Buttercup. Oh, Princess Buttercup. No, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. I don't know. Lily has that badass scene. Like she uh she steals the sword from darkness and is like, I'm gonna kill the unicorn. Like that's pretty badass. <laughs> it is badass, but she has to coerce him into it's doing true. that. Whereas I think Buttercup would have like shoved her body into have taken it and like cut the thing open. But yeah, she yes. did like swim with the electric eels. So she's pretty she badass did. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a badass lady, even though they're princesses. But whatever. yes, you can be a strong princess. We've seen Shira. It's fine. It's fine. Princess Come in all varieties. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> PSA. <laughs> uh, so, Darkness, Tim Curry versus Bowie's Labyrinth. The Bowie and Labyrinth. Ooh. I think, um, no, actually, surprisingly, the Lord of Darkness is a very bad fighter. <laughs> yes he's so slow he's so (laughs) slow he misses all the time um well at least he can shoot fire at things whereas bowie just has like his little crystal ball and bubbles and stuff (laughs) and he steals Um, babies and he steals babies so i mean i think i think um oh that's true okay 
I think Bowie's character is more of an asshole, but I think the Prince of Darkness will kill him. Will kill him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. in consensus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, so this is a good one then. Um, unicorn versus okay. Falcor, Neverending Story. Uh, Falcor. <laughs> yeah. There is no dragon. He's a dragon. Yeah. He flies. Yeah. I mean, unicorns are amazing, but they don't fly. No, that's a that's a different creature. I think that's a Pegasus unicorn or something. I don't know. <laughs> There's got to be some other different name for it. There always is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pegasus. Those are the flying ones, I think. Yeah, yeah but a Pegasus right. doesn't necessarily is not necessarily a unicorn, though. Oh, that's true. A Peggycorn? A <laughs> <laughs> uh, unicorn. Unicorn Pegasus. Hmm. What do you call a Pegasus unicorn? <laughs> okay. These creatures may also some oh wait, hold on. Actually it's called an alicorn. Oh. But they alicorn. are all they're also sometimes called a unipeg or a pegacorn. Pegacorn! <laughs> you did it. Okay. <laughs> but the official Latin word is alicorn. Alicorn. Yes. Oh, did you get all the things? Yeah, I got I got a whole bunch of pictures, and there's a whole lot of My Little Pony on here. Yeah, there would be. Friendship is magic. Um, and also (laughs) Swift Wind. Remember that, guys. It's fine. (laughs) Love it. All right. Um, the unicorn is the national animal of Ireland. Oh, yes. That seems about right. <laughs> which, I, which I've always thought was just the weirdest thing, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> they would do that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go for, oh, the next one. Goblin. Oh, sorry. sorry, before oh, you continue. Before Alicorn. <laughs> it is, no, the unicorn is the official national animal of Scotland. Scotland. Uh, Scotland. Yes. Yeah, they would do that. <laughs> <laughs> continue madam (laughs) okay so the goblin remember that works for uh tim curry uh what is it blix bricks is it that one but yeah so him versus the skexies in the dark crystal is it the weird creepy birds yeah like the things they're all hunched over and they kind of like vulture like Oh, th- so then no, totally the the thing from um, uh, Blix from uh, Legend the goblin. for sure. Yeah, <laughs> the Goblin. Well, will because take them out. yeah, because those things from like they don't move, they don't do anything, they fall <laughs> over as soon as somebody confronts them. Yeah, that's why I wondered how they were dominating so much. I was like, they're like brittle. They like are, they're literally falling. They're like decaying. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a feeling what it is is like when they first took over, like they were strong and whatever. And then from and like it's it's more about them being um like what do you call it? Oh my god, my brain's dying. <laughs> um they're sucking the life force out of things. <laughs> yeah, but like I think people are scared of them and leave them in power just because you know like all of the history and they've heard stories and you know it's like it's like their reputation precedes them so people are just like okay well we can't mess with them because they did this thing and then when you finally attack them you're just like oh you're old guys that are brittle and falling apart oh we could take you it's fine 
That's how government works. Join the anarchy today. (laughs) You can do it. (laughs) We can overthrow them, guys. Yes. We're in so much trouble. It's okay. (laughs) You can cut that. (laughs) I'm not cutting. Why would I cut anarchy? You gotta keep anarchy in there. That's just craziness. Okay. Oh, wait. I have one last one. One more? Okay. Okay. Jack versus Willow. <laughs> hmm. I think they're pretty evenly matched, to be honest. But Willow is a pretty poor fighter. Like, not even at the end, like his cartwheels and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there are half cartwheels. <laughs> and then Willow could probably like turn them, turn them into things. And like um, his legs are totally exposed. <laughs> and that's at are. Willow's height. Yes. <laughs> And you don't need knees anymore. There you go. It's over. (laughs) I think so. Willow is also a slow mover, but he's very quick witted and knows magic. Right. Yeah. But Jack moves very quickly and has a sword, but he just sucks at using it. (laughs) So that's why I think they're evenly like, yeah, balanced against each other. It would be a long fight. It would be a long way. But I also think Mad Mardigan would show up and Willow would win. Mm. So it would be fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's got better backup for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, so, the unicorn hasn't helped Jack a little bit. Like <laughs> not at all. No. They just like kicked up a lot and was like, okay. <laughs> and then that one like elf, wood elf was just yelling at him all the time. Yeah. What is it? Gump? Gump. Oh. Or he was afraid of that he was shot many times yeah. <laughs> or like a whole there's thing. so many side characters it was hard to like follow along and then the weird voiceover with the child actor that was like the <laughs> that was also very distracting I forgot how like how weird that was <laughs> yeah it is very strange like some of their choices for sure <laughs> going back to like director's cut and the theatrical cut like the director's cut filled in a bunch of holes that were missing from the theatrical which made the story a lot smoother less choppy and understand why people were doing things (laughs) and i was like oh this makes so much more sense now like i i understood it yeah but like sometimes i'd be like wait how did that guy get over there or like like (laughs) what happened what is going on you know and so so like at the end, for example, when they get into like they they sneak into the room where the, the God of Lord of Darkness is like pontificating about the end of the unicorns and all that kind of stuff. And they sneak in and then all of a sudden in like the the movie cut, they're just like somewhere in the room that's like above them. And you're just like, how did you I thought you just went in the door. What? But in the director's cut, they show like, oh, we snuck behind this and we did this. We're like, hope nobody sees me and gets up onto a thing. And they're just like, oh, this is what they're doing. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Where I was yeah. like, this just makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of like weird transitions. Like even at the end of the theatrical cut, like that sequence of like uh, them waking back up or Lily wakes back up and then Mm -hmm. he's like jumping into the water and retrieving the ring. And there's Mm -hmm. just like, there's a lot going on that is just like very, just like what you just transitioned from this to this. I don't know what's happening right now. Yeah. And in the solid dream. (laughs) Well, well, so that's the thing. So in the director's cut, that scene is a whole lot longer. Yes. yes. (laughs) And so Lily wakes up and she believes it's a dream. And then 
Jack is just like, I'm going to let her think it's a dream and be like, oh, you know, you've woken up and I got your ring and, you know, everything's perfect with the world. And I don't know how they got all that gel out of her hair and like got her outfit clean and everything, but they managed to do it. The plastic netting that was in her hair. (laughs) That was like at the top. I was like, what is going on there? Um, It's very cool, though. I must admit okay the costume design and yeah. the makeup work in this movie the set it's so design cool. it's so so cool it's so cool and so um well i guess ridley scott's known for like building like huge sets and stuff so that you get that depth to it and you really really feel it in this movie yeah it was there definitely had like a big scale of feel of things like mm-hmm. even like i liked how when they they kept doing those forest uh, shots of like long in the distance. That's where you would see the action. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, it made it, it made it a, a, like a real place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and like the part where they're like, um, like Lily's is um, she's like lost in the underground and, you know, you have those giant pillars and she's like running down the hall. It kind of, again, reminded me of alien, like the <laughs> same kind of feel to it. But yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if he made that giant hall and she's like literally running down the hall because that's the only way you can get that kind of like that depth and that feel or else it just looks like she's wandering into a wall, you know? <laughs> so I really, I, I thought it was gorgeous. I really liked it. Oh, and I also have some fun trivia. Ooh. So Blix, which is the which is the goblin that like, you know, shoots the dart into the unicorn, like the, the, the main one is actually played by a woman named Alice. Oh. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> That's a lot of makeup. It <laughs> is. Yeah. Um, but she, like, I think everybody kind of, I, I think maybe, I don't know if it's like half the makeup's job or whatever, but everybody in this movie really gets into their part in it. Like you can tell nobody's phoning it in. Everybody's just like, I'm doing this. I'm committed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Tim Curry, of course, eats all of the scenery and he's very welcome too. It's just fine. Oh, he's so great. He's so, so ridiculous. Even his lines, like, they were not the most well-written lines. <laughs> they were very, like, cheesy and just, like, some of them went on really long <laughs> of his speeches. But uh, but he, like, yeah, he committed. He was, yeah. like, in the moment. <laughs> yeah. And, like, because you can, you can feel the, like, the evilness and his presence and, like, ha- like how he could just be like overbearing and his like largeness and you're like, and you know, he, he just like, you know, throws his head back and it's like, <laughs> just like, yes, there it is. It's happening. <laughs> yeah. It was fantastic. Um, oh, and the other thing I want to say, so, so Meg, so, you know, the swamp witch that comes out and tries to like eat Jack. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That is played by Robert Picardo. Oh no Damn. way! Really? It is. So funny. <laughs> I I like I was looking it up. I was just like it kept saying like Robert Carter plays Meg, and I was like, who is Meg? What are you talking about? So then I had yeah. to Google Meg in Legend, and I was like, it's the Swamp Witch. I blew my mind. That's um, so funny. The yeah. doctor, good doctor, shows up. <laughs> Uh, and what's also fun about that in the director's cut that scene is a lot longer so it's not like three seconds like do you plan to eat me yes and then he chops her head off no no no. there's like because like i was watching the 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 theatrical version i was like this scene is missing thing isn't there a part where like she's looking in a mirror or something like i was just so confused 
And then, so I watched the director's cut and I was like, oh, there it is. I'm mixing up the two the versions. versions. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like that scene in the director's cut is so much better. Like it's so much more intense and you're just like, oh, you, you understand his action as well because in the theatrical version, you don't understand, like you understand he swings the sword, but you don't understand like how that action actually happens. <laughs> I found the scene very confusing. I was like, what is going on? This is just strange. Uh, but yeah, it worked out really well. I liked it. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I didn't catch that at all with him. <laughs> so much makeup. <laughs> so much makeup. It's all of the makeup. Um, but then, yeah, when I realized that was his character and I, I was watching the director's cut and I was like, oh, I see it now. I can kind of see it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what else is different in the director's cut? Um, so there's that really long scroll sequence at the beginning of the... Oh, yeah, the text? Yeah, which is just so much text. It is so oh, much text. It goes on forever. And then the justification keeps switching oddly. And it's yeah. like, I'm like, what? What are you doing with these? Why are these choices? Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's completely gone in the director's cut. Um, <laughs> Also, the introduction to the Lord of Darkness is very different. Like, you get his speech, like, he's like, oh, you know, you know, hunt down the unicorn and, you know, light, blah, 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 blah. So you get, like, his speech, but unlike with the theatrical version, you don't actually see him. It's all voice. And so when he's finally revealed later on where he comes to the mirror, it's so much more impactful. Yeah, it's a bigger moment. So good. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. Because um, it's already so dramatic. Like, his costume is so over the top and just, like, wild, right? Like, <laughs> I think like, maybe that's why the in the theatrical release they, they had him more in it. Because they're just like, no, we spent way too much time on this. You need to see more of him. That's... <laughs> Well, it's just so over the top. Like, even, like, nowadays, like, when you do, well, even, uh, it, it just kind of struck me as funny, like, how common that version of, like, the demon is just even represented in, like, so many different things. Like, I was just like, oh, that kind of looks like the one in South Park and, like, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. or even just, uh, what's his name? He's, like, a big red superhero, but his horns are cut off. Oh, Hellboy? Hellboy. Yeah. Like, it's, like, like like anatomy wise like red and large and hor- like it's just like very similar right like mm-hmm. it's a very memorable image <laughs> it is yeah but like his overly exaggerated like like eyebrow ridge area thing and <laughs> you know he's got the long butt chin going on yeah like yeah that's the good stuff but i also didn't realize in this version of him he's got ears that are like elf ears which i think is interesting <laughs> Because they show a close-up of him when he's, like, dying at the end, quote-unquote. And I was like, he's got giant elf ears under there. What's happening? It just kind of blew my mind. I don't know. Like, I think he should have ears, but I just never yeah. thought about it for some reason. It wouldn't be long and pointy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Also in the director's cut, they make Lily's and Jack's relationship make more sense. And it also seems more innocent, I think. Um, Because so in the theatrical version, you know, when Lily first meets Jack, there's like this montage of them rolling in the grass and they're making out for some reason. Um, But in the director's cut, they're not doing that. They're like talking to each other and 
Uh, and that's when you find out that Jack understands animals and can speak to animals. So that scene later on when he first goes to the um, the unicorns and he's like, oh, this is what happened. You understand better why he understood the unicorns. He just speaks animal to animals. And I was like, oh, okay. That explains something. <laughs> he's friends with the animals. Yeah. Um, I also have a big exclamation mark. What's with the whale sounds? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand why that was a choice at any point. <laughs> it's artsy, man. I don't know. And the fact that like this probably for the time it was made, it's like a ridiculous like fantasy movie. And it even kind of shocks me that like it got made. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's, I think it's pretty wild that like I don't think this kind of movie would be made today with this. Uh, resources well I don't know it could be done so much more differently now with like CGI and the technology but like in this time it was made that wasn't available so like prosthetics and like things would have been required to fulfill it which would have been made it much more difficult yeah it would not have been a a cheap movie to make um yeah what was it Ooh, it was estimated at 24.5 million dollars um, and it also did not make a lot of money in the box office. That's so sad. It only made fifteen million in the box office worldwide. Wow, that is that is not good. <laughs> but I get you. I bet you it made all its money back on like uh, VHS and DVD and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Well, people still. I don't know. I still watch this movie today. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched this in quite a few years, actually. But yeah, I also hadn't seen it. Re- I was trying to get my uh, daughter to watch it with me, and she was not interested. <laughs> but I was like, mm, I'll try again later. You, we will eventually appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's also like I, I always knew. I always know it's a dark movie, but there's a couple of scenes in there where I was just like, this is not a kids' movie, right? Like this, like it may be rated PG, but this is not. It's a fantasy and it's it's a fairy tale, but this is not meant for kids in any way. <laughs> it can't be. Because like there's one of those the scenes where you're like in the dungeon and a man is chopping up oh. another live man on a table. And yeah, you're not seeing the blood splat or anything, but I'm just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a, well, it's just like the beginning of Goonies, like starts with a man hanging himself in prison. That's yeah. the opening scene of Goonies the children's movie <laughs> and that movie is legitimately made for kids so like, or no, even this- like Princess Bride they have like that torture machine that like sucks the years out of his know. life like they I'm always just- I don't know this is like a convention in children's literature too it's like death awaits you yeah. <laughs> I, but it's like this is very like 80s creepy though because yeah. oh yeah it's yeah. super creepy there's a lot of these these aspects of these movies that we consider to be classics and great movies and stuff that would never be put on film for a child today. Well, yeah, I think it's def- it definitely illustrates how we've been our bias towards extreme yeah. content. It's not so shocking to us because we probably legitimately saw this as children. Yep. And was like, yep, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what we watch. What are you this talking about? This is like that other movie that I watched last year, guys. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like there's just so much uh 
I don't know. Like, there's just so much wrong in all of these things. <laughs> like, even with like the Lord of Darkness being obsessed with Lily, and she looks yeah. like a child, and he's like you. an old man. Yeah, I do nothing for your pleasure. That was my entire childhood, right there. <laughs> I love that scene. I love oh, that scene I, so much. So good. Yeah, her dress is a freaking amazing. It's, it's so beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, and it's so glowy. Yeah, and again, shimmery. Again, yes. everything is shimmery. Yeah. Awesome. I love that aspect of everything because even in like the darkness, everything's glitter. I was like, yes, <laughs> this is what I want. All of it, all the time. Oh, well, even just makes it like, yeah, it's like you could watch this movie and like not pay too much attention and just be entertained. Like it's enough yeah. like ambiance and enough mm-hmm. like going on that you're just like, oh, this is delightful to have in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until tim curry comes on the scene well yeah like, yes, then he commands the stage but yeah <laughs> i love it um what else is there um oh and that scene too that dinner scene that you're talking about where she's like i do nothing for your pleasure yeah that scene is much longer and much more intense in the director's cut we'll say that i was like because i was watching it too and i was like I think part part of it's missing. Oh and, yeah, it escalates way too fast. Like she's like suddenly like uh, and, yeah, the theatrical it's like conversation like tonal tonality is like at a two. Like oh, just sit down, just sit down, and then all of a sudden it's at a ten. We're screaming now. <laughs> this is a screaming dinner, and you're just like, what the hell? Like that's a that's a drastic jump. Like everyone seemed pretty civilized up until this up point. until that point. Yeah. <laughs> It just seemed very strange. Yeah. Also, I every time I watch this movie, I I try to figure out what's on that table that she's supposed to quote unquote eat. Yeah, and it just looks like a bunch of stuff that's bedazzled. Um, <laughs> and I'm just food. like, is there food on it? Is that supposed to be just covered in like sugar? Like, <laughs> like what is happening here? Is this so? Is also this- he loves her for real? He loves her. I was yeah. like, is he supposed to be a bad guy? Like. how does he have a heart how does he have the capacity for love well he just wants her to sit down and have a conversation Uh you know just to get to know her and for love for love yes i don't know it just yeah that's also one thing about these movies that creep me out it's just it's just like oh you saw somebody across the room and you're in love and will do anything for them Maybe like, you need to rethink that, could that a little. That happen to you in two minutes from now, if that's the case. Like, yeah. what's to stop you from perpetually falling in love with everything you see? Yeah. Idiot. And that's <laughs> called becoming a stalker, and we just don't want that to happen right now. That's because... creepy as hell. Yes. Yes. Goodness. Oh, God. I'm glad we had a demon to demonstrate that in, on film for us. <laughs> <laughs> if something sees you and it says that it loves you, that's being a creep. <laughs> and run away very, very quickly. It's literally a demon. <laughs> it's a complete demon. It's fine. He's trying to kill a unicorn. He's not a good guy. <laughs> um, yeah, and those are all of the differences I think I mentioned. I, I noticed but um but yes i oh and mia sarah was only 15 when she did this movie and i was like what she was a legitimate child yeah um the devil loved her he wanted to quote unquote steal her innocence that's just dirty 
Yeah, why did we literally need to go there? And also, this movie didn't pass the Bechdel test. I know. Well, that's I still right. I love it. I still love it. Luna. Oh, no. Yes, they did. Yes, it does. Because in the scene where you meet Lily and she goes to the farmhouse, she talks to the lady and it's not about a man at first. Oh, at first. <laughs> also, okay, I love that scene because she's like screaming after her as she's going away, but it just seems like so random and nonsensical. Like, I imagine that list would change every day to be like, stay away from the whistling hog and the dancing <laughs> tool and the and the frog that chirps on the second. second. <laughs> yes. Like, it was just like this random list, but I just say it's so weird. Sleepy Hollow and the Brick a Brack and the I wonder who came up with the list. Or was it just there, like there was a lot of like weird choices? Like um when they're uh, one sticks out, like they have to climb the wall, like only uh something fairy could scale these walls. Yeah. Like, what a weird reference. Like Is couldn't this... it just be something that we all know? Yeah. <laughs> Can it just be like a rat or something? Yeah. Like I don't, it doesn't have to be anything weird because as far as we could tell, that forest has some very normal animals in it as well. So, yeah. you know, yeah. pick one of those. That's why I appreciate in um, in Princess Bride when they were in the forest, it was like what, rodents of unusually large size or something. But yeah, the like, R-O-U-S's. Yeah. <laughs> like we all get it. Like all know what that is. We can agree we understand you're gonna get attacked by a giant rat let's go we could do it yeah this is a reference i immediately know (laughs) (laughs) they lived in a magical whimsical land as well you know yeah yeah they could have said something weird and random they could have shared these conventions let's make it simplify Mm The lightning Maybe we, should, we need to make the, the best ultra movie, which is the mashup of all of these elements. Oh <laughs> we could like cherry pick the best. That'd be a cl- <laughs> that would be a clusterfuck of nonsense that all of us would enjoy till the Hell day yes. died. Oh yeah, so much money. Hand over fist. Yeah. <laughs> There'd be all sorts of like, so we'll set it up like Princess Bride. So it looks like a play and it's an adventure. But then there's got to be like a devil in it with a lot of like uh, a lot of glitter. Uh, but we'll use normal conventions that people will understand, but also make it whimsical and fairy-like. It'll be also, amazing. List of animals must include a unicorn, dragon, mm-hmm. horse, preferably named Atreyu, <laughs> Bantha. <laughs> All of the things. I'm down for this. Rancor. Yeah. <laughs> now, we need to get together, write this stuff down, get it to Disney, make it happen. Script in the works. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they own all of these things, so I think yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. We won't have to worry it's about fine. like like any any kind of like uh, um oh licensing. That's the oh. word I'm looking at. Oh my god, that took forever. Trees, yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, no, I'm so happy this movie aged relatively well, though. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. I mean. Uh, like there's still some things that are problematic but I kind of like that those problems exist so that we can talk about them because Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god I just thought of one that I was supposed to bring up right away but what is it with the camera angle being right in people's crotches all the time yeah a lot of bomb action too yeah and but nobody's wearing like full length anything they're always they're all wearing like they're bare legged yeah 
And you're just like, why am I looking at somebody's crotch right now? <laughs> this is a child and I'm looking at his crotch. Why is this necessary? And you like, know? Tom Cruise is squatting so much. The whole movie he squats. The Every whole movie. is like, move to position, squat. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, can you, like, I mean, even if the camera was just up like two degrees <laughs> to the side, five degrees, you know, just get like the knee in the way fine yeah. that would have been okay but i'm like he spread eagle well, in front of crotch. me this is what i'm yeah. looking at oh it was very frustrating well because even very, um yeah. even like gump did that quite a few times as well and i was just like i don't i don't need this in my life right now and there's a couple <laughs> of scenes with like you look they it was like from the ground up at una when she like yes. turned into like a person and i was just like no unnecessary not not required yeah um but yeah, I yeah feel they like could have been more mindful about that for sure definitely yeah because i think like I, i'm pretty sure they weren't trying to be pervy but they were trying to get like a certain angle on faces but they didn't think about anything else around them like get longer tunics or something like yeah. that's what Even is necessary possible. yeah yeah oh so frustrating <laughs> Every time it happened to you, I was like, oh, my God, really? Again? You didn't avoid this after the first time? Oh like, God. come on. Unnecessary. Ugh. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I'm very happy it aged well. I, I really like it. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was definitely, like I was saying, I was expecting it to be dark, but it was definitely darker than I remembered somehow. I don't know. Still seems like a good time movie for me. <laughs> I'm I'm just maybe biased. I don't know. <laughs> I'm already like really. I'm already invested, or you're, I'm already there. I'm already at that level. Yeah, <laughs> you're. Are you already frolicking in the the pollen filled forest? Oh my god! Give me two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> la 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 la. Oh oh you. <laughs> don't worry. Just just take some allergy pills with you. You'll be fine. Okay. My whole life. Yeah. Or you'll probably find some stuff to grind up and like snort. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yes. New delivery method. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're gonna jump 20 years um and talk about Tom Cruise in another magical land of Japan. <laughs> um, Japan's real. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not magical. I don't know. There's um, no dragons in this movie. <laughs> there really isn't. No. We're gonna go to the last samurai that um has a huge white savior problem, of course, <laughs> per usual. Um, and the movie is very picturesque, but I found it incredibly boring. Um, <laughs> but somehow by the end of it, I'm gonna hate myself for this, but I still kind of liked it. And I was like, Oh, I see why I bought this movie. And it kind of hurt my heart because yeah. Or maybe it's just all Ken Watanabe's doing. He was fantastic. Yeah. So Yeah. Oh yeah. He I was gonna say, like, he's probably like the reason why you should watch this movie. <laughs> he is. He's, he's fantastic. So mm-hmm. Yeah. He's awesome. And it's like he's got like this crazy career too. It's just, I was pretty excited to see him on on screen. So I was like, oh yeah, redeemable. Like <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> also, it is very visually pretty like it's like the costuming is really cool and all of the sets or like the filming locations were really cool there's a lot of like visual uh 
like soothing of the senses that is happening. Yeah. Like I think I think one of the things that frustrated me about the movie as well is that the longer you watch the movie and you because you're essentially seeing the movie from what's his name in the movie? Um uh, Nathan. Um so Tom Cruise here's name is Nathan, and he is a civil war general or whatever. Um, and he's sent to Japan to take down a rebellion or whatever in Japan. And um, so like when he gets there, he thinks Japan is a bunch of backwards people, they're weird, blah blah blah. He actually says weird at some point in time. Um, and but as the movie progresses and he gets used to their culture and he gets used to like what they understand what they do, you do you realize like the visuals of the movie gets prettier and nicer and cleaner and all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, it's definitely like they're trying to showcase the country a little bit and the maybe the pastoral setting. Like there's all that like cheesy Japanese conventions that they throw in there with like the idealic pastoral setting, Mm -hmm. cherry blossoms, like all of those. Yeah, (laughs) They they did all of those things. So they're trying to definitely coax you towards like in that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, to be like, oh, we're going to show you the wonderful lands and blah, blah, blah. Um, I did I did kind of like the fact that they didn't try to hide the um, brutalness of, you know, American soldiers at the time or whatever. And like or dealing with his inner demons. Yes, uh, he did. I mean, did he really deal with it or did he no. just hold on to them? You know, it, it went away by magical spirituality that was never really explained. No, <laughs> but he stopped drinking. He did, you know, so he came out of it better. Yeah, he got sober um, mm-hmm. um, while allowing, you know, a whole village of people to be massacred. Um, but he's calm now and he's good. <laughs> he's okay. Uh, it really bothered me that he was like, he escapes a number of situations, like escapes death. And I'm like, why is he allowed to live in camp? Like everybody else dies. Like, yeah. This isn't fair. <laughs> like, no, I, don't, like, I don't have an answer for that. His whole life, this one guy just like lives, outlives everyone at these battles. <laughs> does horrible things also i think i wrote down one note uh because they had like cheesy inner monologue sequences of like tom cruise mm-hmm. and like i wrote i was like oh this is why he drinks to drown out his own voice from it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like oh god my inner monologue is oh, so garbage i have to listen to this uh, all the time uh, i really need to quiet it down i need to stop god Damn it. Oh. Yeah, probably. Why am I this way? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Those but, are treacher- torturous, those like inner monologues. They were the, brutal. They're so well, and the thing is, the way they're written is also offensive. Like how, what he like <laughs> talks about the people and how do he describes them and stuff. I'm just like, you know, you're coming off as an asshole, right? Like that's all <laughs> I kept thinking. Like you're the asshole. Yeah, it's like you're not coming across as deep. You're not coming across as like, you know, you you have this like this like in-depth knowledge of these people now. You're you're coming across like a dick, right? Because he like at one like I made a note. I'm like, 
he called them weird what the hell you know like was one of my 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 notes over here yeah. and then um one of the things i found really funny was when the um what is it the sister-in-law or whatever the the woman that was taking care of him yeah i think, I think her name was yeah yeah and she was just like he needs to take a shower he smells really bad um but because it's true because in in north america at that time hygiene was not a priority <laughs> um so and hygiene in a lot of places that were considered to be savages and backwards hygiene was a priority so they would have been a lot cleaner and smelled a lot nicer than him so <laughs> well that he was a drunk and he probably smoked too like he yeah. was like you know he would have been foul he's been in the military like yeah. he doesn't grow like live around people <laughs> yeah he hadn't taken a shower in a month probably and it's just like <laughs> i just roll around my own filth it's just fine <laughs> yeah so like okay um, uh, yeah i thought that was also a really creepy relationship that he had with her right because they virtually like said nothing to each other like this the conversations that they have are minimal and brief <laughs> to mm-hmm. be generous and then all of a sudden like i love you and i'm like no no no, you're putting this on her i don't think she feels this way about you no <laughs> like, this is so this uncomfortable this relationship i'm like just stop just leave the poor woman alone alone yeah stop torturing her you've already killed her husband <laughs> <laughs> don't kill her soul too cut it out um yeah no i i absolutely agree like because i never understand in a lot of these movies where like you have people who can't speak to each other they're not doing anything for each other but you know at the end of the movie they have side eye that that you know can seem come hither and all of a sudden they're in love and they get married and you're just like no like there's there's more to a relationship than just you know, washing someone's now. pants, like, yeah. you know, or hanging out together. Like you have to have conversations. You have to know what people are about or else it's just lustful. And when you actually have a conversation, you're going to hate each other and get divorced anyways. So what is the point? <laughs> it was just like not an entirely accurate reflection on like a positive relationship. I was like, oh, this no. is terrible. Like, yeah. oh, how do we get this to end for her? Like, make it stop. <laughs> yeah. And it's practice. It's practically um, what is it? Stockholm syndrome or yeah. whatever. Or like, and then the end like he even goes back to like be with her and i'm like run Mm. run (laughs) yeah like they had to end it there because they're just like you know she she murdered him when he showed back up right that's it hope so (laughs) that is the ending i want to see happen um (laughs) he finally takes him down (laughs) well according to the dvd i have so there's a a history channel documentary history versus hollywood the last samurai i didn't watch it because the movie was too long and boring so i didn't (laughs) i didn't i didn't have any interest in watching it but now i'm thinking like does that mean this is based on a true story or are they just talking about aspects of the time period? Like he's using the right gun or, you know, this is yeah. how you really put on a kimono or is it just like, oh no, this is a story based on a real guy and his letters. Yeah. They changed a whole bunch of stuff, but you know, and this, you know, this is what this character, this man did. Oh, but, you're going to have to watch that to see. <laughs> oh, I really don't want to. I really, I want somebody to just be like, send me an email or send me a link to something that I can read three lines of and be like, Oh, okay. 
Got it. Done. Dearest Google, I inquire <laughs> upon your services yet again. That's I am right. faced we, with a quandary. That is true. We have the technology. What am I talking about? No, this is like a research project. We don't need it yet. Like, <laughs> it, does this movie even warrant such validation? Like, it's it's a trash movie. I don't know. I don't think it deserves to be. This isn't the type of story we need to be telling right now. Like, like no more of this, please. Well, my biggest... I mean, like not my, the Tom Cruise part anyways. Yeah. Like, my biggest problem with this movie is the fact that it's called The Last Samurai and you make it about the white guy. The white guy. And who becomes... He, I mean, he's he's given a sword so he's kind of an honorable samurai at the end and so the white guy becomes the last samurai are you are you talking about um what is it uh katsumoto is he the last samurai like who is it that's but it doesn't matter because it's all about the white guy in this movie and it's just so frustrating and it's his point of view and it's his narration Except when it's occasionally the translator's narration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he does it at the beginning and the end, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's totally his, it's Tom Cruise's point of view. Yeah. <laughs> and and it just, it just so frustrates me because even at the end of the film and stuff, like you have the emperor, you have all of like, you have one side of the Japanese people telling you one thing and you have the other side of Japanese people telling you the other thing, like progress or let's hold on to our history, right? And the Japanese guy who says, let's hold on to our history, who's Katsumoto, is like, here's all the reasons why we should, you know, hold on to our legacy and stuff. Yes, we can move forward, but we're moving too fast. And nobody can get the emperor to see this until he dies and the white guy's like, here's a sword. So even the white guy has to tell you your own history and tell you and make you see the right the right way things are. I'm like, really? Come on, guys. Come I think on. This could have all happened without you being here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, it's so frustrating. But um, but with all that said, like I said, it's very pretty. I don't know. <laughs> Like, There's like that. I don't know. It was very. It reminded me of like you know the the military big military movie that got made every couple of years following mm-hmm. the Braveheart tradition. That it was yeah. like going to explain this like time and this event and these situations. But it's just it's very. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah, big scale and it's like those some of the the weaponry like the gatling guns that they had and Mm -hmm. like it was pretty intense like it to see all of that stuff working but i thought some of the like closer up like sword fighting stuff was like kind of comical and bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah like or like and just like the special effects like the gore special effects weren't very good like Mm -hmm. it was just like pig blood in like this perfect cut or like yeah. across the body and I'm like that's not how blades work no it's not at all <laughs> or like they would easily just go through the entire person's body and you're like ah <laughs> nope. like, are you, do you know how much force you need to do that like have a you lot. ever try to butcher a chicken <laughs> yeah seriously you know you know when you're having dinner and your chicken's even cooked and you're having a hard time cutting it <laughs> yeah. come on come on guys yeah I mean, knives can be sharp, but they can't be that sharp. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's the thing with a lot of these movies. It's like even going back to movies like Braveheart and stuff or any historical like drama where swords or or guns are involved and, and stuff. It's just like, oh, one shot or one slice. Everybody's dead. You're just like, yeah. I, that's like, not they, they yell and scream work. and squirm for a while. And like those guns didn't have unless you were right up to them. A lot of those guns. Like the bullets were so shitty, they didn't puncture anything. They just hurt a lot. They were like they were like pellet guns, essentially, right? And so, like people wouldn't have been shot through and through half the time. It would just yeah. like you know and immediately die. Yeah, they're like, and I'm dead. You're like, no, no, you would just be screaming for a few hours and then yeah, and you'd <laughs> Maybe bleed out, amputated. And then- yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not denying that some people would die, but at the same Developed time, addiction to codeine. Like, <laughs> I think a lot of battlefields, like at the end of battles, were a lot louder than people like to believe they were because I think most of the people that were on the ground were screaming in pain oh yeah they can yeah. never show that in like like that's what makes you like it's stuff like that that really makes you like kind of you know i'm watching a movie right because yeah. you're just like this is too visually stylized to be any it's not a reflection of any sort of reality this is just storytelling exactly exactly (laughs) my thing is always like you know when the general's at the front of the line and there's like ten thousand people going back and he's got this like epic speech and you're just like yeah Really, five guys back have no idea what you're saying. Like, <laughs> you're not no mic'd. <laughs> you're not mic'd. There's no like boom speakers going on. <laughs> like, maybe they do, they play broken telephone. Yeah, he says attack in like five minutes. Uh, you know, <laughs> rubber baby bunker bunkers. You're like, what? <laughs> what do we do? And then people just start running when other people start running. That's just all that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how you know you're part of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's the one thing that always gets me. It's the epic speech by like the hero at any point in time. And you're just like, nobody can hear you. What are you doing? <laughs> Who is this for? Is this just for you? Yeah. <laughs> Does your scribe make it out of the hero life? <laughs> yeah. Is he writing it down to like pass it on to people so that people know what you said? Like, like what is happening? I'm gonna post it on the tick rock, which is where you carve it into stone. <laughs> well, maybe it's more along the lines of like it's a prepared speech. Like we think it's like off the top of the book, no, it's prepared. Yeah. And like he's got like 30,000 scribes as well, and he's like a scribe is placed. places. Yeah, and they're all yelling at the same time. So then everybody hears it. I don't know. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. Makes the most sense, I think, maybe. I don't know. Sounds like a good job. Yeah. But the other thing that always bothers me about those battle scenes is I always feel sorry for the horses. Yeah, I'm I like, do too. And they're like falling and stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. They always like, like, I know it's definitely like a military tactic and everything. Yeah. It's just like shooting out the wheels of a car and, yeah. and stuff. But yeah, they go for like the, the horse's knees to take down the rider. And I'm just like, leave the horse alone. Yeah. It's all I keep thinking. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, the animals. Mm-mm. We love them. Yeah. There's not enough movies. There's no unicorns in this movie. No. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Maybe they are. Maybe they're just in the forest that we didn't go into. That's true. Japan, you said, is a magic place. It is, yeah. Well, there is that one scene where they have the first battle in the forest, where the the army that's not ready just runs away and gets massacred. <laughs> um, but maybe there's horse uh, unicorns in the shadows in there. I have no. Oh, idea. maybe that's true. They could be sleeping. 
could be sleeping and I'll be like, I don't have time for this, guys. It's too early. <laughs> oh, mortal business. Yeah. But like for all of this to stay this beautiful, I need my beauty sleep. Thank 15 you. 15 to 18 hours a day. Yeah. So what? They're cats? <laughs> Basically. They're imagine. Cats. Yeah. Oh my God. Imagine like unicorns are just really, really bitchy all the time and just run around <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. And then beg for food. That's, it. That's all they do. Yeah. I'd, I'd still want one. Yeah. I'd yeah. Still want one. yeah mm-hmm. Definitely. For sure. I don't, know, I don't really even have that much to say about this movie because it was just so typical of this type of movie, but very yeah. pretty. And of, of course, you know, Ken Watanabe was fantastic. I have oh, yeah. He was that. the best part of the movie for sure. Oh, I enjoyed B- Billy Connolly. He was yeah, in there was for good. a little bit. That was fun. He wasn't in there for long enough, I find. Yeah, it, he was just a bit part. But then when you saw what an asshole he was to, like, the troops and stuff, and I was like, oh, yeah, you can die. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like um, William Atherton right at the beginning. He's the one um, that has Nathan coming out to talk about, like, the gun or whatever. And that guy just plays an asshole in everything that he does. <laughs> He's an asshole in Ghostbusters. He's an asshole in Die Hard. He's an asshole in this. Like, come on, man. <laughs> Every once in a while, you could play a good guy, I guess. But I know. <laughs> he gets paid that asshole money. <laughs> That's true. Sometimes if you're good at something and people get used to your face being that way, yeah. Like, I see him now, no matter how nice he is in something, if I saw his face, I'd be like, the guy's a dick, would automatically, <laughs> that's just how it's going to be. Maybe you're biased, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But the bias comes from somewhere. A valid right? place. Yeah. A valid place, yes. It's not like the first time I saw him, like, oh, that guy's going to be a dick. No, no. I've seen him several times be a dick. So I now mean, I think at this just point, me. it's just called life experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we know things. We have life experience. <laughs> we do have life experience. That is very true. We're oh, yeah. adults. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of my super superpower abilities. Is I can sense when people are dicks and assholes. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> I takes, know it. It takes like two minutes, maybe. Yeah. It doesn't you take know. long, for sure. No. No, like you definitely get a sense when you like you see someone, you're like, this person looks like they might be nice or this way, you know, but as soon as they open their mouth, two minutes, you, you know exactly where they are and what they do. And you're, it's either a yes or a no, because there are definitely lots of times where I'm just like, no, this is not mm, not going to work. Yeah, I had a concerning moment. Oh, so I'd like to mention that I didn't financially support the last samurai in any way <gasps> i lended i got this from the library <laughs> what are you talking about they the library pays for it and you go to the library and you borrowed it so no, that's but totally they, somebody else has paid for it i haven't paid for it or contribute to it financially in any way so i i've had this this is available at the toronto public library all six copies have zero holds i think on them <laughs> um i got one sent to me super quick but it was so i was at the library picking up the movie and i could overhear one of the librarians talking and he had all these like big talk big topics that he was discussing but i couldn't tell which side of the argument that he was on so he was like joe rogan blah 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 trucker convoy blah 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 
no. masks, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know which way you're going with this. So I'm, I'm like, I, just I, gotta can't go. make, I can't make an assumption. But it was just like, but I'm very concerned hearing all three topics mm. all at the same time. This is very concerning to me. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Like, I find it's just um, people say some of the most outrageous and blatant things these days about all of this stuff. And you're just like, you don't even know anything about it. What are you talking about? Like, just walk a away. A lot of discourse for, I don't know uh, what purpose. <laughs> Somebody brought up something and they're yeah. just like, we got to put this down. Whether it's positive <laughs> or negative, they got to put it down. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I guess I think people are, they're just looking to reach out maybe and communicate. Mm. <laughs> people are sick of vlogging. <laughs> yeah. But also, I think I think that's also the problem. They spend so much time blog, vlogging, blogging, tweeting, Instagramming, whatever. They've forgotten what it's like to be in front of somebody. Yeah. And how the fact that that person can physically reach out and punch you. Right. And then they just say some asshole things directly to the face. And they're just like, what do you mean there's consequences to things that I say and I do? What? <laughs> I forgot about the repercussions of my actions. <laughs> Yeah, because like somebody coming back at you online going, you suck, dude, doesn't do anything. But somebody in front of you in your face breathing on you going, you suck, dude. And if you keep going, things are going to happen. Much different experience. Totally. It's it's very interesting, though, to like witness uh, a very loud discussion like that and not really understand what it was what was happening or what was being relayed and I was like mm. oh I just want to leave immediately this is stressful yeah. <laughs> no but sometimes too it's like I get pulled into them like not participating but like I get pulled into like waiting to hear what their side is just What's to know outcome? just to know I if I should avoid plan. them or <laughs> if it's okay to interact with them yeah you know yeah. It's a weird world we live in right now. <laughs> I just yeah. don't want to be like shocked in a good way or like shocked in a bad way either. Like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's hard to like disguise that reaction. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Even with like a mask on your eyebrows go up and you're just like, yeah. I got to pull that back down. Okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hold on to it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that's like, even if it's a good shock, people are just like, why are you shocked? Did you think I was going to say something bad? Or if it's a bad shock, people are like, yeah, that's right. I knew you were the like, you know, a leftist conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, can we not? I just, I just want to go home now. Thanks. I don't, I don't need to interact with any of this. This is not necessary. That is not happening right now. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Have you heard about the Book of Mormon? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good counter if you ever need it out. (laughs) I got it. I will. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Got to try that next time. Yeah. Yeah, Just turn into like the religious zealot. (laughs) Like, let me tell you about God. Well, you know who really spreads the true word about what's going on? (laughs) The Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And then everybody runs away and scatters. They're like, we can't do this. Go, just go. Get away from it. Get away from it. one of those. (laughs) (laughs) When Uh, I first joined the Mandalorian, I decided 
right then and there, this wasn't a cult. I could take this helmet off whenever I want. Yeah, because, you know, this is the way. That's the way. All you got to do. It's all right. <laughs> oh, I got to learn more about, like, what is it? The spaghetti god thing? Uh, learn more about Pastafarianism? Yeah, Pastafarianism. That's it. Got to <laughs> learn more about that one. Maybe I can uh, pontificate about that and get people to, to join them. Who knows? <laughs> the giant spaghetti monster yeah i mean what's the harm in you know the spaghetti monster does the spaghetti monster actually do anything except wiggle randomly for the tax break honestly like just give me that sweet tax-free money yeah i'm down for it okay and i'll join any religion (laughs) (laughs) doesn't even need to be a religion it could be a cult light you know, just yeah. a light little like fizzy cult. It's one of like as long as I don't have to do anything. That's the key. <laughs> I just don't want to do anything. And no weird sex stuff because they no. all have weird sex stuff. Yeah. Why is like uh, you know what? I'm Why not is that a thing? Yeah, religion. I don't, it's I don't know. It's yeah. all weird sex stuff. Is <laughs> like the subtitle for all religion. The we- weird sex stuff. You know, like, but we want to make it weird for everybody, not just us. <laughs> Everybody, congratulations, you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I I love that we went to borrowing last summer from libraries to weird sex stuff. Awesome, we're killing it. We're killing it. The last samurai, yeah, great movie. No, Uh, it wasn't. Don't watch it. And if you have to, rent it from the library, exactly. Closer, (laughs) like it's, it's just unnecessary. It's just yeah. unnecessary. Is what the also problem. weird sex stuff in this. I didn't like the relationship with the girl. He mm. was like secretly torture. If you watch this movie and think about how he's secretly torturing her the whole time, you will now see it that way. And that's yeah. how I always see that. Well, <laughs> and also the fact that her brother insists that she has to take yeah. care of them. And I'm just like, why? Why is this necessary? Like, it's unnecessary to do totally. this. To her. This is torture. Yeah. This is like literal torture. Yeah. It's so unfair it's really like unfair. the fact that she doesn't have more agency in her life is very uh-huh. upsetting but again it was like dangerous times military action blah blah, blah. doesn't pass Bechtel test no definitely does not this one definitely does not no yeah like if anything like women were just hyper they're only represented no, in like I- sexual ways but she was the only woman in it so remember when he's like coming into town first and they're like panning over like the city streets mm-hmm. and they there's a couple times where they like just stopped on a woman or two women and then that was like the only like that was but it was just weird it was just like yeah. oh so are you showing me this like gaze that he has and he's just stopping to check out the chick Chicks. like yeah because <laughs> that's what it made it seem like right and so yeah like uh, women were were scenery in this like they, they, yeah. they may have been a tree or some grass or a house like yeah they didn't have a character they didn't have a voice they weren't allowed but to one do anything had a name yeah, yeah and she barely got any lines well i mean she did have some conversations with her brother mm-hmm. uh i was impressed with the amount of like subtitles that they had in had, the movie yeah. i thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh but like, yeah, it was it was very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that, and her, even then, when she got to speak, it was so meek, and it mm-hmm. was so like, or she was being assertive. she was being talked down to. Because even that one scene where she's like, "I can't take this anymore. He needs to get out of my house. I I, ju- I just don't want him here." And her brother's yeah. just like, "No, you have to do this because I told you to." And and you know, I'm the 
the whoever of the town and the blah 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 do as i say and then he comes around the corner she's like well fine whatever and she just walks away and i'm like really that's it you didn't try to push him out even more like i would have been so angry and then he's oh. like, and then Tom Cruise is like low key perving on her the whole time. Well, like, <laughs> like yeah. I keep perving on her, like just being gross. Yeah, <laughs> like you're just like it's unnecessary. Just go about like, your business. Like walks up on her when she's having a shower, and I'm like, ew, dude, that yeah. is so gross. <laughs> Leave her alone. Oh, yeah, we, we we don't have to do this. You know, she's allowed Why her private. Why are you space. showing this? So, yeah. ugh, ugh. I like, mean. Wasn't there another time where she's like in her room and he's just like staring through like the crack in the door and she's just like, I'm going to close this now. Thank you. (laughs) If this movie was told from her perspective, it'd be like how this creepy dude who murdered my husband came to live in my house and just perv on me. Like it's the most disturbing horror movie. She'd be like, it would be a horror movie from hers, or like a thriller, yeah. you know, just like psychological. He, yeah, yeah, it's it is psychological torture. Yeah, and it'd just be him staring at her all the time, and she's like, Ooh. he's creeping me out. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's follow. He he lives in my house. I know, but he keeps following me around the house and blah 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 blah. You know, it just oh. <laughs> My teacher, my children are teaching him how to speak. <laughs> yeah. And now I can't just say things about him in front of him. It bothers me. <laughs> I don't need this. And I also love the fact that he just picks up their language in like six months. Yeah. Like, like no really? big deal. Oh, I was there for the winter. I learned Japan. I learned Japanese. So big. <laughs> and it's not even like two words. It's like full on conversational complex <laughs> structures and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, really? This is what we're doing? Okay. Also, like anytime, like they they montaged him, like in the the village, it was just like he was never doing shit. Like he was just like he was a prisoner, but he didn't have to like work there or farm or like he was just wandering around, casually lear- learning some fighting techniques, mm-hmm. playing with some children, like just yeah. doing whatever. He was on vacation, essentially. Essentially, yeah. Maybe that's why he was so calm at the end of the movie. He's like it was like a spa for like yeah. six months. He went on sabbatical, you know, got lots <laughs> he of found sleep. Himself. Oh, it, oh he it's got his, sober. Yeah, it's his eat, pray, love. Is that's what it was. Yeah. That, that's yeah, what it that's was what for him. Is. Oh 100%. <laughs> oh, now that I look at it that way, oh my God. Now it makes me hate it even more. Great. What? Oh, it really was his e pre love. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um, but it, the funny thing is, this movie and in Legend, he's got the same haircut. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Well, he's rocked this look like in a lot of things. Like, I yes. feel like, I feel like it's a staple, like top. Mm-hmm five haircuts <laughs> i mean i i i would say his like mission impossible look, like the more shaggier uh and then tighter in the back is probably mm. like his most go-to yeah that's that's definitely his most go-to because he would have done the same look in like like reacher well and also there's like 10 mission impossible movies now so like yeah. all of those um Oh, no, I think his hair was a little bit neater in Top Gun. So I'd say it's that. Or it's much. military. He has military hair. Like. Yeah. But then it's like cocktails and War of the Worlds. <laughs> Magnolia. Oh, no, he had no. He had this haircut in Magnolia. Um, oh, the last what about... Shoot, you complete me. What hair? Oh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, uh, that's definitely the like shaggy his, on top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially, he's got two haircuts. He's got military. <laughs> he's got sorry. He's got three haircuts. He's got military, 
kind of shaggy but neat and then long long locks it's like like his two layer deal like yeah oh it's definitely it's definitely layered oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh my god um but yeah those are the three yeah i'm looking at his like filmography and i'm like yeah that's this haircut and that's that haircut and that's this haircut (laughs) yeah that's really easy to pick out got it yeah he never really did i mean even in magnolia in one scene he's his hair is like slick back and in a ponytail oh, then later yeah. in the movie it's it's out of the ponytail and it's just this haircut so it's fine <laughs> we got it um but what frustrates me about tom cruise is that i like a lot of his movies <laughs> and it frustrates me and like like I can, I can actually like trace my liking of his movies. Like I like Legend is technically a Tom Cruise movie, but oh, yeah. this isn't where I liked Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise from the first Mission Impossible movie, which is quite late into his career, to be honest. Oh, I think my turning point. Well, Legend was definitely the like the introduction, but you know, an Interview with a Vampire has a prolific impact on my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah no we talked about that movie already yeah i know about it yes um yeah no like like but i think like mission impossible like that movie made me like shit i like tom cruise movies yeah and then like i go back and realize how many tom cruise movies i've watched i actually think i've seen most of his films um i've never seen endless love or losing it which is like two of his earliest films um I think I've literally seen no, I've actually never watched Jerry Maguire. Oh, really? I've never <laughs> watched Jerry Maguire. And I kind of feel like it's gonna stay that way because I have no interest in ever watching that movie. I mean, there's no point at this. Mm. If you haven't seen it, you don't need to see it. it. <laughs> Fine. Oh, collateral. I watched the first like 25 minutes of that movie. I fucking hated it and then turned it off. <laughs> I don't know what Lions for Lambs is. What the fuck is Lions for Lambs? I don't. I haven't seen that one. I don't know what that is. I have no idea what that is. It says injuries sustained by two army rangers behind enemy lands in Afghanistan set off a sequence of events involving a congressman, a journalist, and a professor. Uh, it's Tom Cruise, Meryl Streep, and Robert Redford. Oh, I've wow. never heard of this movie. No, yeah. And it is from 2007 no idea what that is so i've never seen that one i've even seen like night and day like why why have i watched (laughs) but like like i've seen night and day come on (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like except for mission impossible 2 i love the mission impossible movies for example (laughs) mission impossible 2 is just such a fucking waste of time i loved oblivion i loved like edge of tomorrow um you know, even a stupid stint in Austin Powers and um, Tropic Thunder were, was great. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, I mean, I love Magnolia, not for Tom Cruise, but like Magnolia is just such a great film in general. Um, oh, Vanilla yeah. Sky. Oh, you, Vanilla have a, Sky. <laughs> you have opinions about Vanilla I think we've oh. seen this movie together. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, technical support. Technical support. It's fine. Oh my god! Uh, oh, don't worry. That's also coming up. <laughs> um, like I'm looking here, like how many more? Oh, so, Minority Report. That was good, though. I enjoyed that. I liked Minority Report a lot as well. So, Supr- like, I was surprised. So, like, Minority 
report is based on a hundred page novella by um, Philip K. Dick that does not have 90% of this description. And I was like, so curious, like, how are they going to translate this into a film? And they did a really good job. Yeah, it was good. I even watched the TV show that was on for a while. I thought it was like, it's a cool concept. And it was like, it's just cool. It was cool, like sci-fi fiction, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd never watched the TV show. I did not. Because to me, it just didn't make any sense, to be honest. (laughs) Um, because the precogs were released at the end of Minority Report to have their life. <laughs> so if they got new precogs and put them true. in there, that's just like torture and they know what they're doing to people now. That seems um, bad. But well, it, it was just kind of like in the same universe. Like I don't even know if it even really mentioned even the movie, you know? It's mm. kind of like it was just uh the same concept transposed onto a new format, format. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, they had no they had no relationship that I can remember. But I, I mean, yeah, it was it was just fun. Was Oblivion the one where he was the clone in yes. all of the places? I yes. really like that one too. That one's really good. Um, that one and Edge of Tomorrow. I fucking love those two movies. Oh yeah, that was a phenomenal movie. Yeah. Emily is Emily Blunt in that movie too. Yes. Like yeah. she is so incredible as an action star in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was so good. My favorite part of that movie is every time they walk in on her and she's doing like yoga in the middle of like the training session. Oh, yeah. And she's doing what is it? Um, it, It's the one where you're just like you're just like an inch off the floor on your palms, essentially. Yeah, it's like I think it's called Eagle or something. Or, yeah, I don't know. And every time I look at that scene, I'm like, oh, she actually did that. That's not just like, you know, movie magic or whatever. Yeah. She's really into yoga. She got super fit she for it. And she did that. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God. What? I know. You know? And she's just really good in that film. Like, just like the role was like made for her. It was, it was so good. She was awesome. Yeah. I was like, I can't see her as Mary Poppins just because I've seen that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Also can't see her married to her husband because honestly, she could do way better. (laughs) He's not horrible. Isn't she married to John Krasinski? Yeah, marrying white rice. (laughs) (laughs) The most bland thing. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you want to be married to this wet noodle for the rest of your life? Okay. What he's making movies, he's doing stuff. He's things. I, I don't know. He's like, a I good know. director. I don't know. Uh, the he did the bird movies or no? No, he, he did uh, the the one you can't talk. Um, yes, those are pretty good. I guess yeah. I haven't watched them. Yeah. Oh, they're no. good. They're they're fun. They're similar to Bird Box. <laughs> I also did not watch Bird Box um, because the the concept to me was just so stupid. I just couldn't do it. Like, I understand about not making noise, but you can't, like, see stuff. Just seems dumb. Yeah, it's like a highly constructed thing, for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> okay, watch The Mist. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen The Mist, and that was more than enough. You <laughs> then you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the, the last scene of that movie is, like, you hear a man shooting his own kid because they think they're going to get, like they're going to get eaten and then it's the military saving them and i'm like oh, that's yeah. that's horrible i know but also <laughs> you know it's just, stephen king isn't it <laughs> it is it is based on stephen that, king yeah. yeah that explains it <laughs> he likes his he likes his he uh, does twisted that stuff. yeah 
so yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, Tom Cruise has a very long, varied career, which I think is interesting. But most of the last like decade has been Mission Impossible. <laughs> well, I mean, those movies are pretty, they're fun and they have like such great special effects and mm-hmm. they have so many memorable scenes. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Um, like, I was shocked when I saw Fallout and like they made, I was like, what are, what, what else could they possibly do? And they did it. And also, Henry Cavill as a bad guy with that mustache just helped the movie. Just, <laughs> I am just saying. It He's made it all- better for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I am really sorry that he was in those horrible movies as Superman. I don't think it's his fault that the Superman was bad. I think he was directed in a certain way that it shits. Oh, and he's a robot. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even. It was like, be Superman, but entirely emotionless. Yeah. And also, like, when you put on, but when you put on the glasses and take off the glasses, you're exactly the same character. Just (laughs) you're exactly the same. Okay. Imagine you're a robot. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? But he's a a very beautiful, nerdy man, and I I love him. I think he's. Um, Henry Cavill, you're very welcome to get in contact with me. It's just fine. <laughs> Put it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Just letting people know. Just, just let the universe know your just, intention. Yeah, if I don't put it out there, nobody's gonna know about it. So you can't manifest your destiny. Exactly. Manifest this destiny. What a <laughs> I'm gonna not do that. It's okay. <laughs> um Anyways, so um, any last thoughts on these two movies or Tom Cruise's career in general? Um, I'm glad to know why he's an alcoholic so he can shut out the inner dialogue in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Very important to know. Yes. Uh, and I don't know, like, uh, yeah, watch Legend. Get rid of the last hour. <laughs> or I mean, I, I mean, it's, it has redeeming qualities, which is Ken and uh the scenery and the costuming which is cool but there's don't watch it for tom (laughs) no no don't watch it for him at all Uh, i absolutely agree with all of these things um i do suggest watching the director's cut of legend over the theatrical release of legend um i think i think for the longest time i thought the I mixed up the theatrical and director's cut and I always thought the director's cut was bad, but no, the director's cut for this is actually good. It's way better. The story, the story itself is a lot smoother. Um, but the, and the visuals and and everything else is just, is just fantastic. Um, just ignore the whale sounds. (laughs) You're going to have to, uh, they fresh mutate me too. Um, but the whale sounds is actually in both films. So, I was still confused by that as well. I, I don't. I don't know what the thing is with Will. Are, were Will's mystical in the eighties? Like I don't. Uh, yeah, they were in like uh, one of the Star Trek movies. Voyage uh, Home. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, whales and sci-fi. They have a deep relationship. They were in the Blade Runner original yep. Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really think for this director's cut, he did not have money to properly. Uh, to do the director's cut, he didn't have, he wasn't allowed to like re-score it. So he just took the score from his other movies and put it in there. Totally did. <laughs> I, I really think that's all that happened. I, like, like I was listening to the music. I'm like, isn't that song from Alien? 
isn't that isn't that from Blade Runner? Like you know, um, and I also find he likes the atmospheric kind of like he he's trying to like establish I think a tone more than like because he's not a composer, right? Like this yeah. is what, but like this is the the setting he wants to establish. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the other thing. So since we're talking about like the tone and the set, the like the setting and stuff, when Ridley Scott does director's cuts he very sparingly uses a score like most yeah. of most scenes are ambient noise and talking yeah you know like it's just it's birds chirping and they're having a conversation or like it's the crackle of the fire and they're talking to each other and i'm like that's a lot of silence that's happening right now but yeah 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 but it works yeah i definitely do recommend legend um the last samurai you know it's very pretty but it's, you know, if you think even minutely about it, it's offensive and stupid. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not honoring in the way that we want to be honoring. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the complete white savior complex. Um, I mean, even the DVD cover is just it's called The Last Samurai and it's just Tom Cruise's face on it. So like they're not even trying to hide the whitewashing, not even whitewashing. It's just like white saviorness of it. You know, yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's just so problematic. And then it's also just like, is he even redeemable? Like he's like this drunk, uh, war criminal that's done terrible things to indigenous people, and yep. like he's he's a bad guy. Like mm. he doesn't deserve to have like this glorious outcome. Like yeah. he's not the hero. <laughs> well, and that's the thing too. Like when they do the flashbacks of what they did to the indigenous village and stuff, um, and his general tells him to attack. And, you know, like he could have also took a stand there and been like, no, I'm not per-. like, he tells the general that we shouldn't do this. They're not involved. And he doesn't try to stop the general. He just goes along with it and also murders people. And I'm just like, eh, maybe should have tried a little harder or something yeah yeah so yeah so his his him quote-unquote redeeming himself at the end was just seemed unwarranted yeah Yeah. is it even redemption like no i don't think he's like changed at all he's just like managed to outlive another close death encounter and for what reason like he doesn't deserve to be spared like that like (laughs) no he really doesn't he i mean i don't i don't understand why like i know um katsumoto's character decides to i I forget what it's called but it's ritual suicide essentially he was gonna die he didn't want to get captured so you know he helped he has tom cruise's character help him kill himself on the battlefield that's fine but also like the invading army was just murdering everybody and then all of a sudden just stops shooting at him so he can live and i'm like but why <laughs> yeah you, you could have just finished it's it so beautiful yeah <laughs> it's his, it's his flowing lots in in, in the wind or <laughs> yeah. something i got nothing i don't know i don't yeah. get it <laughs> i don't get it at all but but yeah anyways those are my last words about it that's it <laughs> uh well sarah thank you so much for being here to talk about these two movies with me oh thanks for having me it's always a pleasure you know that 
Well, that's it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Oh My Shelf, or you can send an email to ohmyshelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we'll be talking about a series of unfortunate events and the life aquatic. Hope you'll be here to listen. <laughs> <laughs>